Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the NFL DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, back from a little bit of a hiatus there, and I am joined by Mike LaFemina, who is Ben, our, our, our rock-solid uh, DFS expert here at Sports Ethos. When it comes to the NFL, uh, let me tell you, Mike, man, my my bets the last, like, four weeks have been atrocious. I don't know. I don't know anything about the football anymore is what yeah. I've decided. So everyone feel free to fade me on my picks here. But how— how are you doing, man? How have you been doing recently? Uh, pretty good. It's I can't get a marriage between my tournament weeks and my cash game weeks to hit on the same week. It's, yeah. I've had you know a few really good head-to-head weeks with just trash GGP, GPP weeks and then a uh, few profitable GPP weeks and then just getting crushed in head-to-heads. Um, got a couple yeah, <laughs> exciting tournaments coming up this week. Um, mm. Won a ticket into a $333 buy-in on DraftKings. Nice. Like 5000 Then a um, this $400.70 satellite into the Fantasy Football World Championships on DraftKings. Nice. So uh, get... It's a it's only like a 200 person field, but you, you have to finish first to qualify, so that's a little tricky. But um, they have a live final out in uh, somewhere in Arizona if if you do get there. So well, my money's on Mike to to take that down, <laughs> take that sucker down. I know you got it, man. So just uh, let's roar up, let's get ready to go. It is week 13. Yep. Uh, for us here in the NFL, and I know you know all you season-long players are uh, really looking forward to the fancy playoffs, which most of them start in a few weeks here. So, uh, me too. I'm going to make it my playoffs in the playoffs in every league I'm in, which is only three leagues, but so it's not that impressive. But uh, three for three is pretty pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take that all day. <laughs> now, uh, all right, let's look at look at this site though. You know, for DFS purposes, uh, look at this DraftKings site. Um, you know, what, what pops into your mind just kind of overall, uh, you know, is there is there a certain position where you're seeing, you know, too many options or too few options? What, what's sticking out to you overall there? Um, I wouldn't say too many or too full. It's it's, it's a pretty balanced um, board this week. Nothing. The pricing's pretty fair. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not a. Uh, very tight this week i would say there's there's some there's not quite as much value as the beginning of the season when the pricing's a little softer but right. there's still some there's still viable plays out there um a few guys that are just too cheap for what their roles are we'll, we'll touch on those but overall i think it's pretty good job by DraftKings this week on the pricing yeah, I uh, I had a hard time because usually it's pretty obvious. Well, not usually, but you know, um, and I think there is at least one obvious play for me at least on this slate. But um, but I had a hard time identifying like, oh, obviously this is where everyone's gonna go, which is usually pretty pretty easy for me. So, um, but hey, let's jump into it, man. Let's talk about QBs, and I, I already struggled here right off the bat, so maybe you could walk me through it. Um, you know, what what are the top QBs you're looking at here uh, for this slate? Yeah, I think the two best priced plays are the two plays that majority of the field's going to go to. And that's Brock Purdy at 6,100 going against a Philly team that is not super impressive on defense. They've been getting shelled against 
opposing quarterbacks pretty good. You know, Josh Allen just put up 40 on him last week. Not that Brock Purdy is Josh Allen by any means. Um, but they've given up the second most fantasy points against to the opposing quarterbacks this season. So, and that should be a back and forth game this week. Um, you know, Russell Wilson's a good option too, just below him at 5,700. Yeah. He's still a little too cheap for what he's been producing uh, this year. You know, he's, he's a little more of a ga- game manager than, you know, years past of Russell Wilson, but I, I'd be okay playing Russell Wilson, like a cash game scenario. I, I probably not a tournament. He, he doesn't have the true upside to get all the way there for like a tournament win, but he has a pretty safe floor, uh, so I'd definitely consider him in, like, a cash game. Well, some of the guys you didn't mention here that, um, I mean, they didn't jump out to me, but I figured they might be. Um, I'm actually looking at QQBs going into each other. It's going to be a big shocker for you, but, um, but I do like I like this golf. <laughs> I like golf and Derek Carr. I mean, at, the, at their price points, I just, I yeah. feel like they're decent options. I don't, you know, I, I mean, obviously, again, this is a, a pivot off of where everyone's going to go, so um, definitely not a cash game type of option, but. Uh, with, yeah. Like me, I play it. You know, I try to do a single bullet in these big GPPs. Uh, th- that's the kind of thing that will differentiate me, right? If I go with golf, or if I go with um, Derek Carr, and Derek Carr is really the one that um, jumps out to me at just 5600. Um, I think this is, you know, just based on what the Saints need to do, you know, throughout the rest of the season to get into the postseason. Um, they have to play well every week. They have to win some games. Um, not to say that I think they're going to win this game against Detroit, but I think they could give them give them heck, man. They can definitely. Uh, make a game out of this, you know, um, the Saints are a really solid football team. So um, Derek Carr, he's let me down so many times already this season. I've got him in my, t- I actually traded for him in the Dynasty League after I lost uh, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> after yeah. week, or before, you know, basically <laughs> after three minutes of week one. Um, so uh, yeah, after I lost, lost him, I got Derek Carr. He's let me down so many times, but, but here I, I feel like he's got an opportunity to produce. So those are kind of some pivots I'm looking at there. What do you think about those? And are there any other guys the stick out to you like, uh, you know, hey, maybe this guy can go off. Yeah, the only concern I have with Carr is we are obviously Michael Thomas is already out. Yeah. Rashid Shahid is out. Yeah. Chris Olave is questionable. So it's going to be a lot of check down to Alvin Kamara, some Juwan Johnson. Um, he's viable to lose quarterback duties to Taysom Hill for four or five random plays a game, especially in the red zone. So that, those are the only time that the things that make me a little queasy about those are pretty, are. those are pretty important things, you know, <laughs> I will say those are pretty, pretty important. Here's another um, guy though. I'm going to throw in there as well. That, uh, that joke kind of jumps out to me and uh, you know, tell me if I'm crazy, but Gardner Minshew at just 5,300 against that Tennessee Titans uh, defense that, you know, you attack by the air that also, cause I do like, I mean, I just always love Michael Pittman. So um, yeah. Stacking in with Pittman, I think, is uh, something I was entertaining as well. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, go, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it, it's <laughs> fine. I, you know, I don't think it's crazy. I think, you know, I prefer Minshew when he's at home or in a dome environment rather than on the road at a at Tennessee. But it's it's not a terrible play by any means. Um, obviously, you can't go wrong with Jalen Hurts on the other side of that Brock Purdy matchup. Uh, Tua is always interesting, especially in tournaments. Uh, he's not super expensive. His Tyreek is, which makes it complicated. But um, and then I just I I think you could get away with playing some like 
a Kenny Pickett if you wanted to. Mm. If you believe in the offensive coordinator change, they started to accumulate some yards. If you know it's Arizona, so if, if it is going to be this week, but their running backs might smash so much that it takes Pickett out of the equation. Um, so guys in that range, I like if you're going to stay in that 5K range, I think Baker is my favorite play out of those guys going against Carolina, who's just kind of given up at this point. Um, Tampa Bay still in the hunt technically for a playoff spot. You got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rashad White out of the backfield to catch passes. So there's an avenue for Baker to get there. Yeah. I like it, man. Um, moving on to the running backs here. And, uh, guys, if you don't already know, um, you know, this is kind of an early look at the slate. Obviously, we've got a couple of days or a day and a half here before this happens. So um, you want to get that DFS pass, five bucks a month at sportsethos.com. You can sign up there and continue to ask my questions in our Discord. Um, definitely, you know, looking for you guys to ask us questions there. So uh, go get it. Ask, ask away. Uh, all right, running backs, uh, I think here actually is where things get kind of interesting for me, and I had some guys definitely jump off the page at me. So uh, I'll let you start, though. What, what's jumping out to you for the running back position? Yeah, it's the clear and obvious one is Zach Moss with no mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Uh, earlier in the year, we were fading the Titans' run defense. Um, we, were, we were trying to avoid them at all costs, but that's kind of – eased up as the year has gone on. They haven't been quite as impressive against the run. They're actually have given up the uh, eighth worst or eighth most points to the opposing running backs the last four weeks of the season fantasy points. Um, So it's just all systems go. We've seen Zach Moss get an incredible workload when JT was suspended and he doesn't have to worry about carries, losing carries to Anthony Richardson, who is more of a running quarterback. And we've seen Gardner Minshew target running backs out of the backfield. So in a cash game, he's an absolute lock at 4,600. At tournaments, it's it's a decision to make because I'm seeing him at like 50% in large field stuff and like smaller field stuff. He might get up to like, as crazy as this sounds, like 70, 80 percent. It's yeah. so it's kind of tonight like, basketball. <laughs> he was just Luka Doncic was out, so everyone played Kyrie, of course, and of yeah, course he had a exactly. terrible game. Anyways, uh, yeah. and that could always happen. Also. Typical Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, back to football. Um, no, yeah, Zach Moss. Obviously, yeah, I think everyone's gonna be all over him. Forty six hundred is his price tag there. Um, you know, you already mentioned it, but just to kind of throw him out there. Uh, obviously, Najee Harris. Um, or Jana Warren uh, against that Arizona defense. I mean, you know, if the uh, Steelers get up big early somehow, uh, you know, I could see them running the ball a whole heck of a lot. They, they can run the ball anyways, even if they're not up, because they're going to get yards against that Cardinals defense. So um, so those guys obviously also jump off the page to me. And then another guy that I um, just really like just because of what has been happening in the last few weeks in terms of his role in the offense is uh, Ramondre Stevenson at mm-hmm. 6K uh, against the Chargers. Um, just, you know, I think all those guys, uh, you can rotate them in. I think they're all just rock solid. If they if they miss, I mean, I think they're going to be high, highly owned anyway, so um, probably won't sink you. But um, you know, I, I think I'm I'm thinking I'm on the right guys there. So tell me if I'm crazy or if there's other guys that I'm missing. <laughs> no, um, you know, I I would lean Warren over Najee if you're picking a Pittsburgh guy, just because he he gets more of the passing right. game work, and 
Kyron Williams, who went off for over 40 DraftKings points against this Arizona defense last week, did it on the in the air to six for 60 and two uh, receiving touchdowns. So um, Warren would be my pick of those two. He is a little bit more expensive, only $200. So, um, you know, I don't think Javante Williams is crazy at 5,700. And I already touched on Rashad White as a possible partner to go with your Baker Mayfield stack going against Carolina. They, you know, his role has been insane. He gets a lot of check down. And speaking of check down, you know, Kamara, but 8,200 a lot. So you got to really think that that's how it's going to go. And other than that, you know, it, it <laughs> those are probably the top of the plays. Mm. I, I, I could hear an argument for Brees Hall to being too cheap at 6,400 given his workload. Uh, yes, it's terrible with Tim Boyle back there, um, but it's not like, you know, Atlanta's the, the mid-80s Bears, right? They're, <laughs> they, they, and if they're going to get anything going on offense, it starts with Brees Hall. So. Yeah. Definitely. So uh, just a solid group of, of, of running backs this week, which hasn't been the case every week, that's for sure. So I um, feel like we have a good direction there, um, even early on here. But of course, as things happen, you know, injuries and whatnot, different plays pop up. So we'll see how that all goes. Um, but let's move on to the wide receivers here. Um, and, and I'll start us off. You know, um, you mentioned Tyree Kill at 9,600. And I, I'm looking also at uh, Jalen Waddle at 7,600. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. I just don't want to suggest the top price on the front. It's like, yeah, it's 96. No, it's, like, he's a no top fun. guy. It's like, oh, no, yeah, great. He's a great play. Of course he is. He's also priced um, as if he is a great play. So, you know, I think it's fine. You can go there. You know, if you end up with that that salary, you can feel comfortable with that, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, Jalen Waddle at 7,600 did jump out to me a little cheaper than, you know, some of these other guys. Uh, definitely has um, the ceiling in this particular game to go higher than, you know, guys that are priced a thousand higher than him, you know, Amon Ross and Brown, uh, AG Brown, you know, those guys, he could have a better game than those guys and uh, a little bit cheaper. So um, he definitely stood out to me here. And I already mentioned, you know, Michael Pittman and, you know, playing against that Tennessee Titans defense. I know, um, you know, like you said, you know, not the most Im- impressive rush defense uh, after the first start of the season, but um, still, you know, teams do like to, to throw the ball. I mean, you can throw the ball all over the Titans. So, uh, if you're going to throw it to pit and they still want to win football games here um, in, in, in Indianapolis. So, uh, you know, doing a little bit of a Minshew Pittman stack. I just I can't get out of my head, man. I think I want to do that. <laughs> so so anyways, I do like me some Pittman and some Waddle, uh, but I'll pause there and let you, uh, you know, throw in some guys you like there. Yeah. Uh, I think Pittman's a fine play, uh, especially for tournaments. He's clearly the number one target in that and the only other guy really getting targets in that offense is Josh Downs. Yeah, Downs yeah. Um so and he's fifty one hundred. So you could mm-hmm. probably play the both of them together with Gardner Gardner and then do whatever you want with the rest <laughs> of your lineup. Um given the savings that you get there. It's just you know, I think if you're going to spend up on a super elite option this week just to touch on it quickly, Tyreek would be the priority for me. Uh, Washington is just not good on defense. And, you know, if if Tyreek goes for 10, 150, and two touchdowns and you don't have him, you're 
you're kind of dusted because it no one else really provides that kind of upside here. You could make an argument for like Tinkdale or Keenan Allen, guys like that. But um, I think Cortland Sutton's been solid as of late. But, you know, I've been t- talking a lot in Denver and that makes me nervous. So um, <laughs> going, going away from that, um, Elijah Moore is a pretty interesting value play. Uh, going against the Rams, yeah. we get we get the Joe Flacco return this week. It looks mm-hmm. like uh, for the Browns, <laughs> so he could be a safety blanket for him. Um, I like the Waddle call. Uh, At Perry is another value play uh, if you want to go on the New Orleans side. Kind of floundered last week, but with Rashid out the entire game, Olave questionable. He may he, by process of elimination need to step up. Um, and Detroit secondary is pretty vulnerable. They're, they're not great. So AT Perry is a pretty interesting value play for me. I love it, man. So we got some good, uh, you know, uh, top plays and then value plays for you guys there in the wide receivers. I like that Dallas call. I just love Josh Downs. He's been producing yeah. this season and, um, people have just continued I, to sleep on him. <laughs> so. I have him in the value play of the DFS delivery every week. They finally like moved him up above. 5,000 so he's no longer eligible <laughs> but um yeah it, it's just insane he, his two like lackluster games whereas when he was hurt and so um love love some josh downs if you hear me clicking around because i'm adjusting as we're talking about this stuff and on the fly and i'm i'm, I'm just making like a, a oh man it's, it's just my lennox is getting better and better i do better in weeks i talk to mike so you guys should uh, definitely listen in and uh yeah if you do listen to this podcast every week Hit us with a like, hit us with a subscribe, um, leave us a review, let us know how we're doing. We would love to hear from you about all that. Um, okay, so let's move on then to the most important uh, position in all of fantasy, and that is the tight end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which, you know, I, I don't know, not, not a crazy statement, I guess. If you have a good tight end, you're pretty, uh, you have a pretty big advantage in, in, in fantasy. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know, break this down for me. So here's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at um, I'm hoping that uh, Godwin for the Buccaneers is out because I do like me some Kate Otten. I mean, like you said, it's up against Carolina. Um, you know, Carolina just doesn't care <laughs> anymore. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield's solid, controls the game. Uh, he's been, you know, a pretty pretty heavy targeted, you know, uh, tight end just on the brink of like that standard league value for us all season. So 3,200 for Kate Otten does jump out at me as a, you know, I like it kind of play if you want to save some money there, but um, obviously there's some spend ups as well that are uh, pretty decent here. So, so what are you looking at? Yeah. So I think if you just want to completely punt the position away and feel okay about it, Dalton Schultz is out this week. Mm. The Broncos give up the most points in the league to opposing tight ends. So Brevin Jordan at 2,500 in a, Pretty pass happy offense. We've you know seen CJ Stroud just continue to go off and off and off each and every week. I think he is a pretty interesting option. If you guys have been reading my DFS delivery, I recommend Trey McBride every week. He's starting <laughs> to get to the price range where it's no, not a no brainer anymore. He's not thirty three hundred. He's forty nine hundred. It's a pretty tough matchup at Pittsburgh, but given the role in his offense, it's him and Marquise Brown getting a majority of the targets. So 
could do worse there. Uh, I think Juwan Johnson is pretty interesting this week, given all that's all the injuries on the New Orleans side. He's that's only yeah. 3,400, um, and we've seen him be a very capable pass catcher. That's what he's in the game to do. He's not in there to block. Juwan Johnson's in there to catch the football. Mm. Um, Kate Otten is, you know, as you touched on, is a good choice. I think Logan Thomas mm. at 3,600 is involved going and obviously I think Washington's going to be in a trailing game script and they toss the ball 40 to 50 times a game anyway. <laughs> so he's, he's definitely involved. Um, other than that, Njoku's kind of interesting at 4,100. I think that's a little too cheap for his role in the offense. Um, obviously we don't know where we're going to get out of Flacco, but he's, <laughs> He's a professional quarterback, he, you mm. know, he's, so it, we'll see. We'll see. I, that's, <laughs> he's more of a tournament play for me. Uh, yeah. I think Brevin Jordan is like your cash game type of play. And the, the other guys I mentioned are all GPP plays. Yeah. It's kind of um, a little strange because you've got, you know, a lot of those mid, middle guys out there um, or doubtful, um, but you know, Kittle and Laporte at the top. I mean, Either of those guys, I know the Eagles have been one of the worst teams against the tight end also all season. I've been taking advantage of that with the um, betting the, the props, uh, the over for the passing yards or the receptions of the tight ends mm-hmm. going against them. So, uh, so Kittle, you know, 6,200, you know, again, the most priced up guy here. I don't know if I want to spend that much on my tight end position, but I don't think it's a bad, bad, you know, choice at all. And Laporta also, um, at 40, or, sorry, 5,600, um, is also, I think, not a bad play. Taysom Hill. Uh, I was running him a little bit last week. I oh, mean, I, uh, I know I told you after because I t- uh, Mike uh, recorded the uh, the pod solo, as you guys know. Uh, afterwards, he said, "Hey, I got the pod here," and I said, "Oh man, I really want to talk about Taysom Hill." I was feeling Taysom Hill last week, and um, he did not necessarily come through for me. He did have a fumble also, so that was unfortunate. But um, but hey, if if we can you know count on the uh, Saints getting to the goal line, then Taysom Hill has some scoring opportunities and. That's that's all we're looking for with with him. So, um, but yeah, I mean, any of those top options? I mean, would would you spend up on those guys, or do you think that's just a bad play on this one? Yeah, not for me. Just yeah. with Kit, like if Debo is out, I'd be very into Kittle. We've seen. I, I don't know if it's fluky or what it, but just Kittle's way more involved in the offense when Debo is out. Not to say that Kittle can't have uh, good games when Debo's in there. He he did on Thanksgiving. He's had good games with Debo in the lineup before. It's just he has zeros in his bag too, and mm-hmm. a zero at sixty-two hundred is mm-hmm. a complete disaster. Yeah. Um, not really on the Porter Hill. I talked about McBride already, so um, yeah. Not spending. I, we're, I'm not we're, spending. We're saving some money. We're saving some money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk defenses, and uh, this was another tough one for me, Mike. Usually I see a defense at the uh, low kind of rung here in pricing, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this one, you know, yeah, this, this could probably pop for me, and that's what I try to do with my defense. But I I had to – I think all the spend-ups are, are, you know, the guys that we want to uh, target this week. So um, I ended up on the Buccaneers against yep. the, uh, the you know, Carolina Panthers. I mean, yeah, it's, again, yeah, like you said, fine. That's how I feel about it too. It's like, you know, <laughs> I'm not super excited about it. I don't think it's like a high ceiling or anything like that, but I think, you know – um, they're not going to give up a lot of points because the Panthers suck, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully they get a, an interception or something or a fumble. So, um, yeah, it's a good floor play. 
uh, not super excited about. So talk to me about what you're seeing here with the defenses. Um, for 200 less, I'd prefer the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Boyle, that's uh, all I need to say about that. Um, and more seriously, though, the, there's a few injuries on you know, the Jets' offensive line. I know I said that Brees Hall was interesting when we were talking about running backs, but uh, that that was a tournament play. For, for like a cash game, I think that the Falcons are a pretty solid option. Um, I wouldn't poo-poo you if you want to go Buccaneers or even the Colts, too. Um, I, I have some concerns about the Titans offense as of late, it, it hasn't been great. Um, and the Colts defense isn't super fantastic, but they get, they get enough. Um, I think their D line is capable enough. The, I think the Titans offense last time I saw was one of the worst offensive lines in the league. So it's definitely a mismatch on that note, which could be some sacks with a rookie quarterback hanging on too long getting pressured, making some mistakes. So uh, Colts, sneaky, but Falcons would be my main choice. Buccaneers are our second. Fair enough. So we are in sync with that one. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's going to do it for us. That's going through every single position here. We can, um, since we have a little bit of extra time here, um, and, you know, it's an important time of season. I think, you know, just kind of in general, we're you know looking a little bit harder at teams that are fighting for you know playoffs, um, fighting for playoff positioning. Uh, so you know we're kind of fading the bad teams at this point. Is <laughs> just really what it boils down to. Um, but you know I think at the end of the day, uh, you know we uh, have some some good uh, plays across this board here for you guys. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you know what what games you're specifically looking at. You know excited to see this this upcoming weekend. From a fantasy perspective, or just from a, from a real you know football perspective. Well, I think the obvious answer is Philly and San Francisco. In Philly, we we get the NFC Championship rematch yeah. of what should have been. You know, uh, Brock Purdy was hurt and left the game that game, and I, it was just a disaster for San Francisco. So it's nice to see them pretty much fully healthy going against a pretty much fully healthy uh, Philly team. A lot of fantasy superstars in that game, 47 and a half point total. Uh, you know, just a lot to be excited about in that one. I think Denver Houston is, is an interesting watch as well. You know, Houston's just entertaining every week. <laughs> um, you know, they, they just have play a bunch of close games and Denver's, you know, I think they won five or six in a row. They, they've really turned their season around after the 70-point fiasco against Miami earlier in the year. Um, those would probably be the main two. I, I think that the the ones like you want to avoid would probably be like Atlanta, New Jersey, and the Jets. Um, <laughs> yeah. As far as like you could play one, but I wouldn't like be stacking anybody from those games uh, probably not Cleveland and the Rams probably not Chargers New England stuff like that um, low point totals Arizona Pittsburgh mm, 
maybe you could get away with a couple of pieces there, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Philly's Atlanta super. Falcons game, New York Jets, the total is 33.5. And it uh, might be too high. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen one that low this season. I don't think so. I maybe, don't recall maybe, it. But I don't, yeah. yeah. That's got to be the lowest of the season. So that's a that's a good reason to fade that game, I would think. But hey, defenses, let's let's load up on that Jets defense and that Falcons defense because uh, this is going to be a crap show. Um, but yeah, uh, I, you know, I've, obviously, you know, I think you guys all know I'm looking forward to watching some Lions Saints. I, I'm I'm a big Lions fan this season because the Bears. I'm just uh, I'm I'm off that bandwagon. Um, no, I'm I'm glad that the Bears were able to pull in that very ugly. I was watching oh, that Thursday so night. Uh, or I'm sorry, that was a was that was a Monday night football game. Sorry, yeah. um, watched that Monday night football game, and I was just laughing, Mike, every single time something <laughs> happened. It was just like, you know, how much further can we fall down this rabbit hole of um, just a classic NFC North matchup between two crappy teams? Because that's all it's ever been between the Bears and the Vikings. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm actually not pleased. As the <laughs> resident Bears fan, say they get. Uh, pick one in four or something like that. With Fields, time over. You, you oh, take, man, you know I think you I think get the an lineman and a receiver. What do you? Yeah, I think. Well, no, I think the smart thing to do, if if uh, you know, if I'm being honest, just looking at because like look at the look at the NFL and you know what the QBs look like in the NFL right now and how many teams would trade the farm for, for Justin Fields. Right. Um, I think, I think there's a lot, I think there's more than people want to admit because he is in the top half of QBs in the league, which is insane to say, cause he's been terrible, <laughs> but, but the t- QBs across the league have been terrible or they're hurt. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I do think that there's a market for him out there. And I think the smart thing to do would be to at least explore that market and then go draft Caleb Williams. So, so that's just my thought uh, process there, but uh, Hey, I don't run the bears. We'll see. We'll see what they do. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, probably. They'll do something too. I'm sure. Uh, anyways, that's going to do it for us, guys. That is our week 13 uh, show. I am Keith Cork. You can follow me on Twitter at, at EthosKeith. And Mike, where can people find you and your work, my friend? You can find me on Twitter at MLFM10. Uh, all, this, all the work goes on Sports Ethos. As you guys know, I'm in the Discord answering questions. If anybody has them, post them some thoughts. Uh, Doing a new thread on Sunday mornings as well with my favorite GPP play for each position. So be sure to check that out as well. Yes, do give my guy a follow. He does actually post some really helpful things, uh, you know, the day of or the day before also. So um, give him a follow. Uh, give me a follow. Give at Ethos DFS a follow also where we post all of our shows. Uh, until next time, guys, hey, you go get that money. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.